Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Rafi. That's the one of the issues of being an independent artist in this digital age. 
Um, things don't always translate on different platforms, so I was hoping like it can make the vocal sound kind of weird, but uh, it, it sounded okay. <laughs> it sounds good to me. <laughs> well, that's all that matters. It's your okay. Show. <laughs> all right. Well, we have a caller from the 248 area code. Hello, caller. You're on the air with April Deep Aries Presents with Raphael Diz. Hello? Hello, caller, are you there? Okay, well, enjoy tuning in. You're still here, Rafi? I'm still here. Okay. All right. So you just recently got nominated for Touch. Am I correct? Yeah, Touch is um, the song we submitted. Uh, it's, it's almost been a year. Uh, the the NAMIs took over uh, 15 years ago when um, the Grammys decided to drop the um, Native American uh, music designation out of the Grammys and kind of just mixed it in with uh, the New Age and World Music uh, Awards. <laughs> so um, a woman, uh, she was working with, like, working for Rolling Stone and a lot of the big uh, um, promotional companies at the time. Uh, she took up the, the cause, and uh, the, the, the Native American Music Awards is an <laughs> internationally recognized um, platform where, uh, you know, indigenous artists from Canada uh, all the way to the tip of South America can uh, be recognized for, uh, you know, the music influence they've had, uh, you know, on American pop music from the beginning right up to what we're doing now. And um, we, uh, we've we had some, some good success there. Uh, we actually won last year for uh, Best Rap Hip Hop, even though I don't really rap. And the song was kind of hip hop, but uh, they don't have like a funk R&B category. So um, this year we're yeah. in pop with mm-hmm. Touch, and uh, hopefully mm-hmm. we'll do well with it. All right. Well, hey. So, like, for example, I love the song Complicated. That's like every guy's um, (laughs) status is complicated. No, I'm just joking. But um, Yeah, yeah. Y'all complicated. You know you're complicated. Who, me? All all you ladies, you know y'all complicated. Oh, my God. (laughs) You mean all you guys. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Make it hard. It goes both ways. (laughs) Okay. So, okay, intrigue our listeners who want to know, just how did you get started back in the 80s? How did you come across? Uh, well, well, I come from a musical family. I mean, my father was a trained musician. Um, <clears throat> my mother's side, uh, we're related uh, cousins with, uh, you know, the Tavares family, the group Tavares. Um, so I've always been around music and singing ever since I was, uh, was little. My parents... You know, um, even when they split, there was still music, a lot of music in both houses. Um, one of my older cousins was a big influence on me. He kind of reminded me of Howard Hewitt. That's why I got into, uh, I was really into Shalimar as a kid. Like, uh, when I was like 11, 12, my mom uh, worked at a department store. Called... Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so you were the yeah. young Mickey Free, right? <laughs> well... Mickey didn't come along till later. I was I was more of a Howard Hewitt uh, clone when I was a kid. That's I love how I, Howard. I learned how to yeah I learned how to sing copy and Howard and uh, um, you know like uh, uh, JT from Cool and the Gang, you know uh, Silver Bailey Earth and the Fire. I used to hit all the high notes and stuff and um, oh okay you know, it oh. just it just grew from there. And as I you know became a teenager, I wanted to find uh, some music that was my music. Um, you know because mm-hmm. I. I grew up listening to my folks' music, and um, that's when I found, you know, Prince, Elder Barge, that kind of stuff. And, um, mm-hmm. of course, Salomon was still my favorite and still rocking, and I followed him through all the mm-hmm. different, you know, changes in the group and stuff like that. But um, that's how it started. I started breakdancing, um, really started taking off, but music was where my heart was. So, I actually, I was really into Prince. I started doing, like, a like a prince, like impersonator, act kind of yeah. deal, you know, dressed up like him, sang, did all that stuff, and um, just progressed until uh, I was ready to do my own thing. <clears throat> I did a few groups, you know, and we got, I actually, we got signed. We had one deal, and um, I was uh, 
on my path to, you know, head into the studio with a good friend of mine, Frankie Bender. I play his brother, uh, Chris Bender's music on my show a lot. He passed away, but uh, we were heading okay. to the studio to get some studio time with uh, Larry Wu. He's a, <clears throat> he was a big-time producer here uh, in the 70s and the 80s in Boston, and um, Maury Starr was there. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he went back and forth, and he gave me his number, said he was putting together this group. He wanted me to be part of it. And uh, as far as, you know, the rest of the 80s, 90s, that was it. It was history. I was on the road uh, traveling. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was there at the beginning, right up to when uh, New Kids on the Block and Maury Starr was the biggest producer in the world. Yeah. We had a big uh, contract with Epic Records. We had a video all that stuff, and, um, you know, the industry is a fickle, fickle uh, lover, I guess. Yes, it is. Yeah, she turned <laughs> she turned her back on Maurice, and uh, it all came tumbling down for us uh, not too soon after we got started, so we really didn't get, you know, to where we uh, probably could have been. But, uh, you know, that's the life. You take it as it yeah. comes. Yes, I, I agree. And even though I was, okay, probably about uh, four years, five years old when Purple Rain came out, let me ask you, did having that <laughs> prince, Mr. Sexy himself, <laughs> look back in the day, get you in, in it to win it? <laughs> oh, come on. You can't tell me a damn thing back in the day. <laughs> I know. I, I, had the, I had the long hair. and Howdy, yeah, howdy. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but people used to think, oh, she thinks he's Prince. Nah, I didn't, uh, I, I wasn't warped, I wasn't demented, I was just, I, I just, you know, was about the style, the look. The whole, the, I got into Prince for one simple reason, it was mm-hmm. females. Now, I love yeah, I know, that's what they all say for chicks. <laughs> yeah, I love I I loved Prince and his music, but I didn't know it was him. So growing up here in the, in the Northeast, we didn't uh-huh. have black music, we didn't have urban radio. We had one urban radio station, and it was really? a, uh, yeah, it was an AM station, and it was dawn wow. to dusk, so seven in the morning to seven at night, and you could barely get it in. You'd have to be like sometimes you'd be driving, and if you heard a song you'd like, you'd have to pull over to the side of the road because you'd lose the signal. So yeah, wow, there was that's... one station. Yeah, it's crazy. There was one station in Providence on Sundays from it would it would play gospel music from six AM to about to about 10, and then from 10 to mm-hmm. one off the air at 11, it would play, you know, whatever was hot in, you know, R&B, funk, urban music, and I used to just tape all Sunday, I would tape, and I had, like, they would do a feature, <laughs> so they would play the whole album, so I had Prince's music, I had the Times music, it was my favorite, but I didn't know who they were, oh, but really? like I was saying earlier, yeah, I didn't know who it was, I just knew I liked the music, but my yeah. mom worked at Zaz. And I used to go in there and look at the album covers all the time because I was in love with Jody Watley. So I would go and look at the Shalomar album cover, right? So I'm looking at the sh- I'm getting my Jody Watley fix in, and I hear Isn't these girls, like, in the next. <laughs> Got to get it. I, I hear these girls screaming, right? They're screaming, losing their mind. So, so I go over, and I'm like, what are they doing? And they're, like, standing in a circle, jumping up and down, shaking, trembling, and screaming, passing <laughs> this album cover around, right? So I'm like, what are they doing? So finally, I reach out and I and I rip the album cover out of this one girl's hand and I look at it, and it's it's the Dirty Mind album. It's Prince in the little black drawers, <laughs> and the girls are just going. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, "This what they screaming about?" And I said, "Hmm." Nothing I'm like, "I don't know what this dude is." Yeah, I've always gone to the more pretty boy type, but that doesn't mean they're the nicest, you know. <laughs> no, well, so I'm looking at it and I'm like. If this girls like this. This they they getting this kind of reaction. I mean, and it was so and like I was caught up in that whole screaming and shaking and trembling all around me thing. I was like, well, whatever he's doing to them right now, that's what I want to do. <laughs> so that's how I got into Prince and wanting to be on stage and you know, there's nothing like making them shake and tremble and scream. Oh, so wow! So you started at 15, getting all these teenage girls. Wow. Fifteen. I was thirteen. <laughs> you were what? Oh, oh, you mean when I started doing the print stuff? Yeah, yeah I was like, like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Aww. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was... the clubs and stuff. So cute. Yeah, I know. 
I know, yeah. And then I, you get all that attention and you just don't know what to do with it. You're bragging to all the guys, like, oh, my God, look, I got her, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> guys do that up until they're 50 something. <laughs> wait a minute, who, who are we talking about? I knew what to do with it. <laughs> I knew what to do with all that attention. I was trying to get somewhere. <laughs> but no, I mean it, it can be addictive. That's why a lot of these uh, uh, a lot of performers end up, you know, getting strung out on drugs and yeah, and, uh, you know, cocaine because you chase that high. There's nothing like, I mean, the last the last performance I did, um, I we was probably in front of like thirty thousand people, and we were doing our tour um, off of the new with the new kids and then doing our own thing. You know, we playing mm-hmm. playing stadiums and coliseums and stuff, and uh, that's that's a it's a hell of a thing to experience. That many people, yeah, you know, screaming for you and going crazy, and then you know you come home and you just sitting in the house and ain't nobody saying your name. <laughs> so that's why a lot of these guys, you know, these cats turn yeah. to drugs because they mm-hmm. chasing their high that they get on the stage, right, and on right, the stage. right, and then you feeling of importance, and then you see them. Like, oh, I had a childhood crush on them, and then you see them now, and it's like, uh, no, mm-hmm. sorry, I'm not a groupie. <laughs> but, yeah, the, child, no. the childhood crush. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. But let me ask you, um, new kids on the block, though they have the Wahlberg brothers, right? Right. Okay. Well, they had so, one Wahlberg. They had the Knight brothers, but there's one Wahlberg in the group, yeah. Was it Donnie? Yeah, Donnie's in the group, and then Marky. Actually, Marky, when he first started, uh, Mark Wahlberg, he used to open up for us uh, for homework. We took them out on tour with us at the beginning, and then uh, that song, Good Vibrations, went through the roof, and he was gone. He I was just thought about tour. that song. Just yeah, like, he was off on a whole nother level. Yeah, just, then just he was like grabbing his Carson, Calvin Klein underwear ads. You were what? I said, and then he was grabbing his crotch in the Calvin Klein underwear ads, and that was a wrap. He was, he was too big for the music yeah. biz. Yeah, that that's that's the that's the entertainment. That's the arts of all kinds, you know. So what happened? So how did with homework? I saw those mm-hmm. handsome um, album covers, um, late '80s, early '90s. Uh, yeah, early '90s. We came out in like '91. <laughs> Okay, yeah, guys are yeah. so cute and that um, the suits and the hair and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And you had one single that I heard where the guy is talking in the beginning, and he, um, do you know the group? Um, I don't know. I was in, I was in high school and coming of age. You heard of the group coming of age? No. Okay, well, they start off with that old school sound, and they start talking. You know, it sounds like something from, like, the 70s, like back in the 70s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what, yeah, it, it was, was uh, you had something about Special Love, or and then it was another song? Yeah, the, I think the one you're talking about where he's talking in the beginning, that was actually, um, we, it was a remake of uh, Maury Star. He's the, you know, he was the producer, the creator of New Edition and, and New Kids on the Block. But um, oh, Maurice okay. has a pretty, yeah. Maurice has a a very long, um, successful career. Like he did a lot of the productions on uh, the stylistics and uh, the dramatics and the the groups that did that that whole oh, talking, wow. you know, before the song started. So um, he had a song called it was called "Be My Lady." That's the one where the guy's talking in the beginning on the homework album. And I, um, like I remember I was in. Yeah, it's it's an amazing song. I was in high school and I heard it on, like I said, that AM channel, and I'm like, oh, this song is amazing. And then um, when we ended up getting signed by Maurice, um, I was floored because that's the song he brought to us and wanted us to redo. But uh, we the single that we put out was called uh, Special Kind of Lady, and it actually went up to forty, I think forty two on the chart on the Hot 100 chart, and mm-hmm. um. It was doing really well. We were slated for a number one R&B hit. And yeah. um, the label kind of pulled um, the legs out from under Maurice and all his groups. There was a little bit of a power play because the label wanted new kids, you know. They were yeah, the biggest group in the world, and they wanted control. And, you know, wow. they, 
they did what they had to do to get control. So And that's unfortunate because yeah. um you know, New Edition, who who didn't love New Edition? They just they happened to reach you know, I don't New Edition isn't a song, I don't think, but um um you guys were good. Um I I'm not gonna say I was a fan of New Kids. I honestly I I wasn't. But um mm-hmm. you know so I'm, I'm, you know, I know how it is. It's all about who you know and who who you are in this business, you know. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I it's I can't really I can't really say that with new kids because that's really not how it happened for them. I mean, it ha- it happened for them the same way it happened for New Edition. Um, basically, you have a guy who is when he's in the studio, um, he's magic. Maurice Starr is probably one of the most creative um, writers, musicians, producers mm-hmm. uh, that's come across in the last, you know, 30, 40 years. And mm-hmm. um, when he put together a new edition, everybody said, you know, you know, Maurice, there's already been a Jackson 5. What are you doing? Nobody wants to hear this. But he believed in it, and he built it. And as soon as it became a success, the same thing, uh, happened with new new kids. Happened with new edition. The label said, "Okay, we want them." Uh, MCA uh, tried to make Maurice Star an offer for new edition. You know, one of those offers you can't refuse. And mm-hmm. Maurice Star refused. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, new edition was gone. Signed to MCA, and and they never had the success uh, that they had with Maurice until you know, like fifteen, fifteen years later, maybe when they finally. Uh, hooked up with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis for their reunion album and, you know, with Johnny Gale, Can You Stand the Rain and all that when they find, yeah, that's when they, that that was the first time they had a a top, you know, charting hit since they were with Maurice. So the whole thing with New Kids was, yeah, the whole thing with New Kids was the same thing. You know, they, he put the kids together and everybody said, okay, yeah, Maurice, sure. You did it with New Edition, but now you're going to do it in a white version. Nobody wants to hear that. And then the next thing you know, he just kept pushing it until they were the biggest group on the planet. You know, you yeah. got to – yeah, and it wasn't who we knew. It, it was all Maurice. He did that. Now, the guys are talented. I mean, Jordan Knight, I would put Jordan Knight's talent up against anybody in the business as far as writing and singing. But, you know, they just got a star on the walk of Hollywood um, yesterday. And, uh, you know, New they kid. all had to get up there and say, mm-hmm, yeah, they just got the star yesterday. I only remember one song, The Right Stuff. I only remember uh-huh. one song. Uh, uh, the Right uh, Stuff. I only remember oh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they had The Right Stuff, Please Don't Go Girl. They had. Wow. I mean, they, they I think they probably sold like uh, 100 million records worldwide. Wow. Oh, well. Yeah. But I mean, it just wasn't the thing. It wasn't the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And I wanted to I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. about heritage. Now, okay. Do, now, okay. You consider yourself Native American. Do you consider yourself also? I'm not going to go Raven Simone, but do you consider yourself um, mixed with Black and Hispanic also? Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. I guess if you want to call it biracial, I'm. I'm Cape Verdean. And um, I'd probably just say I'm Cape Verdean and Native American. Um, mm-hmm. There's, you know, if you want to throw Mexican in there, you can do that or whatever. But uh, um, being on the East Coast, uh, most Cape Verdeans uh, are um, usually mixed with Native American anyways if there are older families. My family's been here um, probably since the early 1800s. My great-grandfather was a whaler, fisherman, he used to come to the States from Cape Verde in Portugal. Um, you know, he's traveled back and forth. Like mm-hmm. most Cape Verdean Mac Daddies, he had a family on this side and the other <laughs> of the ocean. But um yeah, and, uh, <laughs> my grandfather came from uh Texas, um uh, a Mescalero Apache from the Texas area. Mm-hmm. And uh, on my mother's side and like I said on my on my father's side is you know, Cape Verdean and East Coast Native, which um, it's kind of hard to document a lot of that stuff because um, yeah. even though even though the, the North was free, 
um, you still couldn't, um, you know, you couldn't intermarry. So if natives could marry blacks and blacks could marry natives, and, you know, if you were Spanish or Asian, we could all get down, but, you know, you obviously couldn't marry um, any white folks. So, um, but the thing for Native Americans was the, the Native American wars with the United States went up until, like, right up around the 1900s. So um, there was a price, you know, put on Native American scalps. So what a lot of the early East Coast Natives did was they just married into either black families or Cape Verdean families or, or wouldn't announce their Native American heritage because they didn't want to get shipped off to a reservation or, you know, have a chance of uh, having to give up their scalps for a fee. So a lot of the East Coast Natives lost their heritage that way. A lot of them are reclaiming it now, but, you know. Yeah. Interesting. And the only reason I ask, because I've known a lot of, um, well, a few gentlemen who were, they, you know, said Native American or other, but, you know, the majority were mixed with black. You know, that, you know, Mm -hmm. some physically you can all, you know, I, I know because I just, I've been around it. Right. It's in my family. Yeah, there is a lot of, there is a lot a of, lot of gentlemen I've known with that. Mm-hmm. You know, people period. And, and that especially were, with the Cape Verdeans because, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm listening. It's, it's the okay. last well, I'm saying, for it's, you. I just actually learned um, when, when, like, when, uh, before slaves started coming here from Africa, when, when you know, America first got discovered, they, they went the other way. So they they took a lot of natives here from here and brought them to Europe, and it was Native Americans that first populated the Cape Verdean Islands um, because the Cape Verdean Islands were an unpopulated uh, group of islands off the coast of West Africa, and the earliest um, islands were um, populated by Native American slaves or, you know, from South America and, you know, Middle Middle America, however you want to call it, uh, you know, all along the coast all the way down to the tip. They were brought that way first, so there was already a mix over there. Um, that's why a lot of the Cape Verdeans that came over, um, they looked native already, and there was already a good mix. So it was, it was, it was why they were able to blend in so well when they came over here. Um, so that was, that was yeah. just part of it. But yeah, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of mix. A lot of uh, being involved with the Native American Music Awards um, was was a way for me to connect, um, start mm-hmm. to connect to my heritage through my music. And, mm-hmm. and speaking of Mickey Free, it was through Mickey Free, Free that I got um, involved with the whole thing, being a, a fan of his and, and you mm-hmm. know, really looking up to Mickey. I, I started following his career, and he went, he started out as a hardcore rocker, and he ended up, mm-hmm. um, you know, in Shalimar and doing the whole R&B funk thing. And mm-hmm. um, after that kind of went away, he got into doing uh, um, this traditional, like, uh, flute and drum type of music, uh, Native American music. Right, and he, right. Um, had a, yeah, he got a lot of acclaim and success with, with that. And um, he went back to his rock and roll roots, and I remember reading about him, and people in the Native American community were kind of upset that he went back to, you know, non-traditional music, and his statement was, you know, Native American music is is not just flute and drums. Native American music is music that's made by Native Americans, period. And mm-hmm. I really, it struck a chord with me, so I wanted to get involved, you know, not only with my heritage and connect with my people, but through my music. So um, what better way than, you know, follow his path, and I got involved with the NAMA, and it's just been, uh, it's been a good fit for me. Okay. And that's interesting. And the reason why I m- mentioned Mickey Free, I started following Mickey Free after I sung. He looked just like, um, in his younger years, he looked just like a young gentleman I was engaged to during my college years. So you know how that goes. But uh, <laughs> a gentleman who checked a, a, a little Mickey, a little Mickey, uh, Mickey Free by proxy going on or something was that? No, exactly? no, <laughs> no. It's, it's all about Raffy. Come on now. <laughs> all about Raffy. So how did the solo process go? Once you you were with um, L.A. Search with the two ladies, and mm-hmm. then homework. After homework, 
when did you go solo? Like, what was the first um, thing? I actually the song that you that you like, complicated. Uh, that was I the first that. track that I did. I hadn't. I had. I was away from music for about fifteen years. Uh, I had. I had a son when I was in homework, and I decided. And then I had a chance to go on the road and do like an eight month tour, and um, it came down to do I want to see the birth of my son, or do I want to go on the road for eight months and make all this money and launch my career. And I decided I'd rather see the birth of my son and be there for him. So I kind of stepped away then, um, and um, I did a uh, I, I, like I owned a few businesses. I did that, and then I got back when I was first in homework. I was on track. I was going into law enforcement. I was going to get on the police force out here. So I decided nice. to head back into uh, that field. Um, did that mm-hmm. for a minute, and it just. Um, you know, um, I ended up having a daughter, and I couldn't I couldn't see myself raising a little girl, um, being um, with that mindset that I had to have when I was on the street. You know, carrying a badge and gun, and 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 dealing with the people that I had to deal with. I was a little rough, and I I just couldn't see bringing that home to a little girl every day. So um, I gave that up. I started driving. I went to the the other family business besides music is truck driving. I drove a uh, mm-hmm. truck for a good long while and mm-hmm. um, ended up in the fitness industry. You know, that yeah. was, and I've, been, yeah, I've been a martial artist and, and lifting ever since I was a kid. I just started mm-hmm. training people and coaching people, coaching kids. And I really found my, um, I really found my, besides music, I think that's my place in this world to help people get fit and, and feel good mm-hmm. about themselves. And, uh, Oh, uh, that was in line, so I said, well, let me uh, think about the music. Um, mm-hmm. My kids, um, my daughter started modeling um, like crazy. She was getting calls, and she wow, ended up really? doing a couple, yeah, she ended up doing a couple movies. Um, and oh, my other, wow. And once they saw my other kids, they, you know, went right into, and they started working. And then they, you know, because they've always been around music, they started talking about music. So I said, well, mm-hmm. Let me get my feet wet again so I'm ready if they want to do music. At least I'll know what's going on. And I ended up, I, I created a homework site on um, MySpace. And okay. within like, yeah, within like three weeks, I had a thousand people and they were all saying, Oh, are you still doing music? What are you doing? This and that. And so I called up my, I found my old partner that we made music with back in the day, Gerald. Uh, he goes by Hotberry Black right now. Um, he was mm-hmm. with the House of Hits family, and it was just like it was 15, 20 years ago, picked right up, and we had uh, Complicated done, and uh, we did Cyber Girl, and Cyber Girl uh, won the Song of the Year here in New England and got nominated at the Namies that year. It was like we were back working maybe six months, and we won one award and got nominated for another national award, and it kind of mm-hmm. – you know, blew me away, kind of unnerved me for a minute that it was happening mm-hmm. that that fast. So I kind of chilled back a little bit, and um, but it just mm-hmm. kept building. Uh, and I was getting ready to tour. I had a lot of promotional stuff set up to do, and my son, he's 13 now, but uh, when he was 11, two years ago, he suffered a stroke. Um, I'm back. To hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he lost the ability to to function, you know, below his belly button. When that happened, I couldn't tour, and mm-hmm. I had to change up the game. And um, mm-hmm. a friend of mine, uh, Curtis Booker, he uh, started the radio station, and he needed somebody on there to do a show. He kept asking me before, and I'm like, no, I'm getting ready to tour. I'm a musician. I'm not a DJ. That's not what I do. And mm-hmm. uh, so now he's like, hey, this is a great way for you to still connect and reach out to your people, you know, but you just you can stay home and be with Taylor. So um, that's what I did. I started the sh- you know I went in, started the show. It was real amateur, real, <laughs> real, uh, real sketchy in the beginning. But uh, mm-hmm. been going for two years, and um, you know it's growing. It's growing every show. It's growing every year. We got listeners all over the world, and a lot of interaction on Facebook and Twitter. So mm-hmm. it's been a great time. And that's great. But, I- because, and your show is very interesting 
based on what I heard Friday night. But um, <laughs> yeah, it keeps it back. <laughs> but and especially, well, I can say for myself, being a woman, you know, starting your own show is I pretty much know every type of negative emotion that you can go through and every mm-hmm. type of adversity, how it can affect you. But it's phenomenal um, that you, you know, you um, stopped and put your, you know, your kids first and things like that. I have to commend you for that because not all fathers do that. Um, but what what was the biggest adversity? Have you Did you ever feel like, like you said, in the beginning, starting the show was rocky. Um, was it because um, you... it's it just was it was brand new to me. I'm not a DJ. I don't spin. I don't cut, scratch, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I had to look at it as um, it's a chance for me to perform. And and you know, I'm I'm a very shy, uh, kind of quiet person, except for when I'm doing music, except for when I'm. I'm entertaining, mm-hmm. and like I, you know, I joke on like you'll see the posts. I do, you know, the Rocky stuff, Rocky this, Rocky that. Um, you know, it's a it's a persona. It's it's somebody right, right. Um, that yeah, it's it's just an attitude though. It's not like it's not me because that's me. If I was, if I if we were out somewhere, you know, at a dinner party or or wherever, um, you know, and I'm feeling good and it's a nice comfortable atmosphere, I'll be the one standing there with fifteen twenty people around them just entertaining everybody. And and you know keeping the keeping everybody alive and moving, that, that's always been something I've been able to do. So I just kind of look good. at it like that's that. Good. Yeah, I just I look at it like bro- that. Mhm. Yeah, oh no! If you can make people, if you can make people laugh and enjoy themselves, you know mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. Because everybody's got an iPod. Everybody's got an iPod, computer, Pandora, whatever. If you love right, music, they do. All your music is out there. You don't have to listen to my show to hear what's out there. But what I try right. to do is I bring music that that um, resonates with me. Mm-hmm. I play 80s, 90s, and, mm-hmm. and I play new funk, you know, funk music. Mm-hmm. I don't get into a whole lot of rap. If you want to hear rap, you can hear it 24-7 on every other station. Yes, but the real you. yeah, the, Yeah, the real reason to tune in, like, it, like the reason to tune in to your show, it's to hear you, and it's to hear the guests and the people that come on. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no other reason in the world to listen to my station, to my channel, except to connect and vibe with me. If you connect and vibe with me, right. we're gonna have a right. great time for, for you know, four. I'm on for four hours. I always tell everybody, hey, you, you do the Rafi how you do the Rafi. If you come in, mm-hmm. you can hang out for a half an hour. That's great. If you want to stay the whole show, if you come in and out, that's fine. But I'm right. here. I'm right. having fun for four hours. We're gonna get it in. I tell like funny stories about me and my brother growing up. Mm-hmm. We talk current events. Uh, I'm gonna mm-hmm. try. Hopefully, you'll be able to call in tonight, and uh, I w- you know, mm-hmm. I'll bring you into Rafi's world, and you'll see uh, see how we get down. <laughs> oh, but definitely. It, yeah, yeah, but it's <laughs> not I mean, over. I think. <laughs> I think. I think. Um, you know, on these shows, uh, a lot of people start these internet radio stations and uh, even the regular radio station and just want to push um, music at people, the same music that the industry has been pushing at people for years, this fluffy, you know, um, you know, overly sexed, overly violent, uh, you know, overly drugged music. Right, right. Um, that's not really, it's not really connecting with people and it's definitely not connecting with anybody over 30 years old. I mean, I, li- I like to hear the foolishness and let it bump. You know, if I'm riding down the street or if I'm in a club trying to dance or something, but I can't let that stuff bang my brain 24 hours a day. I just I would go insane. So um, I say that about my music all the time. My music might not be for everybody. It might, you know, right. but I make it for me and for the people that do enjoy it. And the people that do enjoy it, you know, it's a work in progress. Like I guess I took 15 years off and just got back on the mic. And so what you're hearing now, the stuff you're hearing. Like I was concerned, the mix wouldn't be quite right for your show. Um, like I said, it just plays it plays different on different platforms. But you um, said it wouldn't I be right. Should... Yeah, because some like I I I have a friend in D.C. He has a radio show, and I send mm-hmm. tracks down on on um it's it's called uh, is it a hit or toss that shit? 
I don't know if you could swear on your show, sorry, but uh, that's it's the name okay. of the show. It's okay, it's <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's the name of the show. So I've sent records down, I've sent, you know, my tracks down there, and it's, mm-hmm. for the most part, I've gotten good responses. I get added, you know, and I get played. I sent the last track down, and because the mix is a little different on the track, when mm-hmm. you play it, it, it kind of, my vocals sound out of tune. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. It, and it, that's, like I said, being an independent artist, I don't have the big, you know, I don't have the million-dollar board. I don't have the, the $100,000 budget that I had, mm-hmm. you know, when we did the homework stuff. So, Oh, wow. Finding, uh, yeah, finding the right mix. You know, sometimes the mix isn't right, and I'm playing it on my system. It sounds great, but if I play it on your system, it it, it might not be, you know, it might not sound the way it does on mine. So when he played it on his show, it didn't sound right, and and it didn't get the um it didn't get the response I was looking for, and basically he was like, oh, you know, what's going on with this? You you didn't sound good on this one, and I'm like, well, it sounds good here. It's the mix. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you can fix it in the mix." So I was just, I was a little worried, but you know. Mm-hmm. And just, what do you, you think know, about those who, you know, this show is not about me; it's about you. I'm vibing with you, mm-hmm. but I've always been the reserved, shy, you know, the one, the mystery woman that you know people wanted to know about, or they formed their conclusions without knowing me. I was even told it many points I couldn't host my show without a man or a group of other women. And Mm -hmm. as you know, I mean, it can be a little more complicated for women, especially in my age range, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, and so what, what do you, you know, for anybody out there who's listening, you know, whether it be male or female, what's your advice for that? You know, you have people who, it's like you have to form a circle or a clique. You know, I've always yeah. had a passion for the music. And old school, I, I, rather, you know, some people call it original school, but most of my shows have been with talented artists who just, you know, didn't get the credit, whether it be music I heard growing up, my family's music. You know, I had knowledge of the artists because my father was deep into music and my mother listens to music every day. So... You yeah. know, I, grew I, just, up. I just think if you um if you're if you're honest and true if you have a person I mean I don't think well I'm I'm gonna say that because some people have no talent still try and, <laughs> and do stuff in this business but it obviously no, if you've got honest. a talent <laughs> no no I'm saying there's a lot there's a lot of folks that do not you know and I know, you know believe me yeah. I'm not the one who thinks I have the greatest voice or, or the best talent but if right. if you have enough talent to be to be doing this where people you know, you have people that want to hear you. You, you mm-hmm. just got to be honest and, and put your best, you know, put your best effort out there. And if mm-hmm. if your music is decent, you'll it'll find it'll find its audience. You'll find your audience if your show is is good. You'll find your audience, or your audience will find you. You just gotta you just gotta put that energy, you know, out into the universe. And, and yes. as long yes. as it's positive, as long as it's real, you know. Like I said, there's people that are gonna connect with you and mm-hmm. the people that are never going to connect with you. You can be the greatest host. You can be the most beautiful woman or man. There's just people oh, that are going to hate you. on you. For, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For no reason. So you can't worry yeah, about right. them. You you're just right. got to do you. And then the, the folks that you click with, the folks that you connect with, you just mm-hmm. invite them back next week and let them know, hey, you know, we're on this journey together. It's just going to yes. keep growing. Yeah. And, you know, and if you're, if you're going to keep coming, I'll be back. <laughs> Definitely and definitely, and you do. It was a vibe about you when it's like, especially um, to try and con- connect into the universe. The last year, I've done a lot of soul searching from our last since my last show a few months ago, and I said, you know, this is going to be a celebration not only for you know you, but you know for me also. You know, you're you're nominated for the NAMI, and I voted for you. Most Thank definitely. You. But it was you had a good energy about yourself. You didn't give off arrogant or unapproachable and you know, you can just tell it's something that I can, you know, pick up. And, well, you know, I, I try I try and be real. <laughs> <laughs> but you I know, can also like, be Raffi. I can also huh? be Raffi and it, I can also be Raffi and and then that's you know, um I think people like I, I planned on just coming on and, and just doing the whole Raffi thing and, and but um 
I I don't know. By the time I, I pushed the buttons, I was in a different place. So um, just uh, if you check out the Raphael show, it's a different vibe. Um, but we've been talking as we've been getting ready for the show uh, over yeah. the past few days and stuff. So um, and I'm enjoying I, it. I just, yeah, and I just couldn't I couldn't come on here and just do the the radio voice. Yeah. Aww. Uh, I'm actually I'm actually letting my horrible Boston accent slip out and uh <laughs> all that kind I of stuff. I love East Coast accents. Uh it's disgusting. Are you kidding me? I can't stand this Boston accent. But uh I like I mean that. I think you like uh you like I actually and then like we like the like I love like a British accent or a, a southern accent. To, but to me just just hearing this Boston stuff is but when it comes out on the show, I find out the more I let myself, the more I, I'm an open book, the better mm-hmm. I connect with the people that, that, you know, support my show. And um, it, those are, like, the best shows because they're, they're, I'm, I'm completely interactive through the whole show. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Um, right, Skype right. So people can call in. And, um, you know, I'm telling funny stories and I'm playing this music. You know mm-hmm. something you know that they've never heard before, but and and right. then they're going and connecting with the artists that I'm playing, and the artists are connecting with me. Like, wow, all these people have been hitting me up. I mean, I've had right, you know, right. established out of camp. Uh, uh, Tommy Jenkins from Cameo is oh, hitting me is up that, in the okay. box, saying, "Yeah, he's gonna send me. He's gonna send me music." Is that um, the Grady Harrell. Yeah, he's the guy with that. That uh yeah the one that's always next to Larry Blackman he's got the smooth oh. voice and then Larry does the aisle Tommy Jenkins yeah he's amazing amazing dude is he the lead I mean, singer I, I, which one's the lead yeah yeah he's the lead singer you got Larry Blackman who does the aisle yeah I'm pretty oh I, mean, I thought uh, he was the lead singer okay no that's that's Larry Blackman <laughs> and then um the guy that does so you they interact so it's kind of hard it's but they're I love they're cameo. both key to that cameo sound yeah it's amazing. But I've been able to connect with him, Grady Harrell, um, a lot of these people that I grew up listening to, um, El DeBarge. Oh, um, wow. Chico DeBarge. I, I mean, I've connected <laughs> with just about all of them. They send me their music. They hit the like. Jody, my girl, Jody Watley, hit, she hit the <laughs> like button on some stuff that I did last week. We talked back and forth. I've talked to Sheila E. I mean, you can't talk with Prince because he's completely insane, but. Oh. It's just, yeah, I just see the the more, the more no, that I open up. No, don't talk and the about more, my hubby that way. So I'm just. Joking. Oh, yeah. well, you, <laughs> if you can deal with that crazy, you a hell of a woman. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't know what to say about that. No, yeah, I'm just. I mean, joking. that's my mentor. Yeah, that's my mentor to the utmost. But uh, yeah, yeah, the brother got issues. He got issues. <laughs> He's strange. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, hey, and we got a caller from the 312 Chicago area code. Good evening. You're on the air with AD Aries and Raphael Diaz. The- Hi. Hello. Hello, um, April Hi. Aries. Who am I speaking to? My name is Monique. Monique. Hi. Hey, Monique. Welcome. Hi. Hi. I'm so glad to be able to speak with uh, you today. And I just want to say happy Friday to everyone. Hey, yay! Yeah, Right. And I just wanted to ask uh, Raphael if, um, you know, speaking about Jody Watley and and people from that um, time, I was just wondering if you had ever uh, danced on Soul Train. I never danced on Soul Train, but um, if you know Tyrone Proctor from Soul Train, um, uh-huh. He was Tyrone Proctor was like one of the original Soul Train dancers, and okay. um, he Never. he um, actually was the choreographer for um, a lot of the later New Kid stuff and for us and homework. So mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it was basically Tyrone that got Jody and um, Jeffrey Daniels onto the show. Mm-hmm. Tyrone Ooh. Tyrone is uh he's uh basically known as the godfather of uh godfather of whack dancing which events what? which is what uh Madonna copied and made Vogue that that whole Vogue thing. Let your and, body um, go. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you know if you know Jody Watley at all, if you know that if you've ever seen I her video Jody Still Wiley. a Thrill, if you've seen the video for Still a Thrill, the the I, I, the gentleman that she's ago. dancing in the video with, that's Tyrone Proctor. Yeah, he's I he's, a, he's the legend of Soul Train. 
Okay, and I and I posted on my page. I need to move to London or Madrid. She mentioned that in her song "Nightlife." I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. dress up like Jody Watley because <laughs> I can see how everybody loves her. It's something about her that just—it's just different. It's just—it's unique. It's—I don't—it's—it's kind of like a you know almost a, a Dinah Ross type of phenomenon. Yeah. You know. So. Jody's special. Jody's special. She's just well, got God, unbelievable can I, can, can I be Jody part two? <laughs> hey, get it. If you can get it. If you can hang with those moves, go right ahead. Oh, well, I don't have the moves, but hey, I thought, you know, hey, I think similar to her. Hey. <laughs> Is Monique still there or is she gone? Thank you, Monique. Monique, you still there? Thank you so much, Monique, for calling in tonight. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Monique. But yeah, no, I didn't dance on Soul Train. Um, I just danced. Uh, let me see, the only thing on TV when Michael Jackson uh, um, debuted his um, Billie Jean live, the concert video, um, he did it. He, it wasn't on MTV. It was on a show called um, uh, Evening Magazine, and it was like a mm-hmm. show that was shown all over the country. Each little city, each little big like state had their own version of the show. And they wanted oh, wow. to, that's the show he wanted to premiere the video on. And I, like, oh. there was a segment that introduced it, and I danced uh, on that. But uh, most of the dancing I did was for, like, at concerts and stuff, and, and then, uh, you know, on the streets coming up. Uh, and okay. then we were on that show, Dance Party USA, quite a while. Um, that was in the okay. 90s, but uh, never, on, never on Soul Train. I never made it to Soul Train. Okay, and, and you said something about you shared the stage with, Rest in peace, the greatest entertainer in the world ever, Michael Jackson. Yeah, I, that was just it. That was the video. We um we did the opening for the premiere of the video. Um, that mm-hmm. shared the screen the screen with him on that. But um, I actually when uh when Will Smith came back out um and did music yeah. for a little bit in the '90s, we actually opened a, uh, an event for him. Um, and mm-hmm. then you know I was on on the tour with New Kids and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we performed with a lot of the artists that were there. Um mm-hmm. and then the dance party USA. Uh, you know, whoever a lot of we were on there all the time and there was always, you know, other artists there that we performed with and stuff. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I was pretty was pretty busy in the early nineties and then uh mm-hmm. you know, but I'm I'm happy doing the doing yeah. the rapid right now and and uh seeing where this is gonna take me. Finding my finding my voice, finding my tone and uh mm-hmm. you know, connecting with uh good people like you, Deep. Thank you, April D. Berries. <laughs> Appreciate that, um, Raffi. Mm-hmm. Now, Shalomar one of my is one of my favorite groups. Have you ever met Jody Watley and Howard Hewitt? No, nope, Jeffrey I haven't. Daniels. I was gonna go. I was gonna go out to Vegas to go see the show, um, but Jody, of course, Jody's not gonna do a show with them. But I wanted to go see um, Nikki Free, Howard, and um, why is her name escaping me? Uh, Car- Griffey? Yeah, Carolyn Griffey. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. I wanted to go see them. But, uh, you know, maybe I'll catch them if they do another performance. But uh, what, I would definitely I love thought to they, Jody Oh, they day. still perform together? I know. Um, yeah. I think Mickey Freight was, like, um, in Arizona doing something. And then um, uh, Jody Watley is doing um, – she's doing Shalomar with the original guy, I think, before Howard Hewitt, based on me researching – um, Jody Watley. Well, they're not. Yeah, they're not really doing like a Shalomar thing. It's more. It's oh, okay. more or less. Um, just Jody's out doing her music, and mm-hmm. I think he. Um, I think he's on one of the tracks, maybe. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, everybody's doing their own thing. But when they get a chance, uh, mm-hmm. to get together, I think they'll still do some more Shalomar stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the Shalomar with uh Howard and and Mickey Free and um, was like last. Was last summer or last fall, I believe. So, um, oh, you know, if okay. they get some more dates, um, yeah, if they get some more dates, I'm definitely trying to catch them. Oh yeah, keep me posted too. Are there any other groups that you're like that you haven't told me about that you really, you know, connected with, you really like, and that you met and they had a strong impact on you? Um, I actually met. Um, is, he might kind of laugh. Uh, 
You know the little bald dude, Paul Schaefer, plays the keyboards for on the <laughs> David Letterman show? He is like a – he. I mean, I was playing keyboards in homework at the time, and he, Paul Schaefer is just a phenomenal um, keyboard player. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, meeting him to me was a big deal at the time. Um, I've actually connected with him at, um, Mr. Grady Harrell. Grady was also part of that whole Shalimar deal. Um, back what? in the day before, Radio yeah, Radio. like w- when uh, Jermaine Stewart and all them were were all part of that. When Shalimar was this big giant group of people, not before they were superstars, but before they were just like there was like probably like ten, fifteen people in the group. And um, uh, Grady Harrell came from out of that, and he had some pretty decent hits in the nineties. So, and um, you know what? I, his name, and, he's he's coming to mind. He's not. I can't think of him um, off hand, just like Perfect Gentleman. I remember yeah. them, but I can't think of mm-hmm. what they made. Um, and uh, Christopher Max, you remember Christopher Max in the nineties at all? Oh, I remember Christopher. What happened in the business net, uh, back then was you had a lot of regional, um, a lot of regional artists. So somebody like Christopher Max, he had, you know, he had a top. Ten, I think top ten pop hit with Burn for You. Um, he was with um, uh, Nile Rogers from Sheik produced him. Okay. And uh, he kind of wow, blew up, and, but he was great. Yeah, yeah. And he's uh, he's back. He's doing music, but he's overseas. A lot of the a lot of the people go overseas, like um, Terrence Trent Divey and stuff. Uh, they yeah, go I was getting ready to say, and, what is it with the UK? I think Jody Watley is doing like a UK tour. What is it? And my um, my first love, Lenny Kravis. Um, I'm just being silly. Well, um, what's what's going on with UK? You know, all yeah, the it's, it's non-mainstream artists. It's in China and, and Australia and everywhere. It's just they appreciate uh, real artists. They appreciate real artists and real music. They're not caught up in this. Right. Um, I don't want to go to the whole Illuminati thing. I'm not really, you know, I'm not a big conspiracy freak. Um, they're just not it, you know. Over there, if you're good and and you have a track record, they're into you. Over here, you have to be 15, and you have to be completely sold out to being just shallow and nasty. And and the, thank you, thank you. There's gotta hip hop, uh, um, rap stuff. Is just you know, yeah, if you're not Nicki Minaj showing your whole behind and just saying every foul thing that you can think of, it or, just doesn't yeah. work over here. But it works Trace everywhere, songs, you know, everywhere I mean, else in the world. Yeah. They want to hear real music. They want to hear real people. Works. You can look any type of way you want. As right. long as you're bringing them good music, they don't care. Right. You know, Just like over I'm here, a you have to bring them. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm listening. I, I, and my apologies. Yeah. Just hype no, up. No, no, no. I mean, I, you know, you've heard my show. I talk like a million miles a second. So if you don't if you don't jump up to say something, you're not gonna get a word in. <laughs> <laughs> well, like me being a poet, you know, everybody has their romantic, and everybody has their you know people who bring the things out of them. But out of the you know the poetry world, you think that um, somebody thought you were a hooker or something? Some of the things that they'll send. You know, but well, and the next thing is, well, other women like that, you know. So that's why I made the joke. Um, I'm nobody's groupie. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, unless they come I, off the I, right way. I definitely want to hear the. Uh huh. I want to hear <laughs> your poetry stuff. I do. So maybe you can uh, send me some. We'll get it. We definitely get it on the Raphael show. I've been. I. What I do on my show is I'll play anything that I think is good, or if I have a connection uh, to the artist. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to fit the format of the show. Um, I think as an independent artist, what we all want is just a chance to be heard. Yeah. Um, just give me a chance yeah. to be heard. Amen. You you might not like it, but, you know, your girl might like what I do or your your little brother or, you know, maybe maybe even your dad. Who knows? But I just want a chance to be heard. And yeah. um, I know how important that is. So when it's artists, very important, um, yeah. Yeah, so when they bring this stuff to me, um, as long as they, you know, they approach it the right way and we make a connection, I'll give it a play or two. Um, even if it's not the greatest, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of times what I'll do is I'll play the music 
Um, mm-hmm. I'll play a little bit of the music and then I'll talk over it and it'll play in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 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 you know, my whole thing is um, I do the hashtag real love, real support. Um, mm-hmm. If if uh, I'm, I feel if I'm willing to put myself out there and give you a little airtime, I'll give you a little play. Uh, we should make a connection and then uh, you'll be there. You'll be in my camp when I need a little airtime and a little play and a little push on Facebook or whatever and. Yeah, just network and and grow together, build together. Yes, that's right. Thank you, thank you so much, Raphael. D- Am I saying it right, Diaz? Uh, you can say it that way. I would say Diaz, but it's it's pronounced many different ways. It's supposed <laughs> to be spelled D-I-A-S, and then the most people would say okay. Diaz or Diaz or like okay. Buenos Dias. But uh, yeah, I I try and say it with a little Portuguese accent, Diaz. <laughs> yeah, I, and it I just almost say like I, I hear just say Raffy. Spanish. You can just say Raffy. Everybody just says either Raphael or Raffy, one of the two. You said Raffy. We don't need last names. We're on a first name basis now. <laughs> you said Raffy Baby. No, let me see. Yo, Raffy Baby. Mm-hmm. I got Bernadette <laughs> Cooper calling me Raffy Baby. So, hey, it's it's a funky oh. thing. Bernadette yeah, Cooper from Climax. Oh, I love her. She's like the female prince. I'm talking about her. the. <laughs> That you know that image. Yeah, slap me. Don't that slap presence. Me. I'm like, mm-hmm. where are the people now with that? Now you see why I'm so old school. I mean, I, you know, yeah, I hate she's it for got, lack of she's better got some new, She has some new music out. I've been playing it for the last couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. She actually sent she sent me some drops. So before I play her song and before I play some of my songs, you hear her talking all yeah. about the Rathy Baby. <laughs> Baby. So it's good. Yeah, it's good. You know, I play her music. I support her. She shows some love back with the wow. drops and stuff. That's that's how we do it nowadays in this uh in this new yeah. artist thing, this new independent artist thing. We gotta support each other. We do. And 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 that's the thing. A lot of people reach out, support them, like their page and you know, I, I've gotten a you know, some good love from good people I know who are who are supporters, but yeah, some people who just flat out, you know, you have to be part of a clique or you're in the wrong state. And, you know, that's a whole nother show, Raphael. But, you oh, know, I'm I sure. definitely appreciate you being on the show. Definitely. we oh, got to stay connected. Thank you for having me. You're awesome. <laughs> and I, I, now, you know, I have to write that one in my book. I got an awesome. <laughs> oh, come on now. Uh, black women say awesome, you know. <laughs> black native, black natives. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we're all black natives, but um, mm-hmm. okay. But anyway, I want you to introduce your show and time, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. leave you with um, Raphael's song, which is called "Complicated," uh, which was your R&B track, but I want you to announce to our listeners your show and it's time. It's called The Raphael Show. It's uh, on redchannel23.com, and it starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we go to about 3 a.m., sometimes a little further. uh, Whoa. Yeah, so that we can let all the – we got a lot of listeners overseas, and they don't come on. It's like first thing in the morning for them, so they're setting their clocks and getting up early. Um, and it's uh, funk, 80s, 90s funk, a lot of Minneapolis, a lot of purple sound. Lot yeah, of purple, yeah, purple. And then, of course, yeah, yeah and I, I cram as many of my songs and as many local uh, Boston artists. The, the, the show, even though it's independent and it's uh, worldwide, I try and keep it, um, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, Boston-centric, I guess, Uh so, you, you know, you, you can hear my horrible accent and you can hear a lot of the local artists. And I talk about a lot of stuff that goes on around here. And, you um, know your accent is addictive. Come on now. <laughs> it's as addictive as music and poetry. <laughs> well, my mama likes it. <laughs> With that, And then uh, you can uh, reach out to me on Facebook. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, it's Rafael Diaz, D-E-A-S, uh, Rafael and uh, the Raphael Show. You can we got a homework page. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Skype. Uh, reach out to me on Skype because mm-hmm. uh, we do the Skype on uh, on the show as well. So if you're linked into Skype, we can call you on 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 air, or you can call in on Skype, and um, 
Yeah, just get at me. Get at the rapping. He's uh, he's here. He's waiting. Yes, and you're on eleven and three tonight, right? Uh, yeah, I'll be there. All right. Go get All me, right. Uh, something something smooth to drink. Chill my voice out, and I'll be set. Hit the gym for a little bit, and I'll be there, all pumped up, ready to go. Okay, then everybody, we're gonna have to tune in and continue this party. Grammy Award. I mean, I'm sorry. Nammy, Nammy, Nammy. Grammy eventually. Nammy for now. <laughs> Nammy, Nammy, Nammy. Native American Award winner and nominee, Raphael Diaz. Thank you so much. And no, thank again, you. thank you for being with me. And again, this is thank you, callers. Um, I want to send a shout out to Michelle Coleman. Thank you very much for calling in and all the other listeners that are globally and universally who just called to tune in. I appreciate your support. I'm April Deep Aries. You can follow me on Facebook, um, Deep Aries, and you can follow me on Twitter at a Deep Aries. And I really appreciate you tuning in. And I'm going to end this uh, session with. Raphael D's and complicated.